good morning, and welcome to According to the Scriptures. My name is Kyle Webb, and I serve as the minister for the Mars Hill Church of Christ that meets in Christiana, Tennessee. And I'm glad that you have joined our program for today. We have been studying, and will continue our study, of why I'm a member of the Church of Christ. And we have been looking at the importance of scriptural names, not just for the name on the building, but also in the names that we are called uh, as Christians. Christian is one of those names, and there are others that we have looked at also. Uh, we're, we're discussing today the, the importance of names in regards to, to our study. So before we get into our lesson for today, let's bow in a word of prayer. Our holy and righteous Heavenly Father, we do thank you for the blessing that you've given to us. We thank you for this day. We thank you for the ability that we have to study your word together. And we pray, Father, that you would help us to be better Christians, help us to do your will, help us to be able to apply these things to our lives and our understanding, and, and may it help us to be stronger. We are thankful for your Son, for his sacrifice for our sins, for all that he means to us, and it is through Jesus that we humbly pray. Amen. As we get into our study, I think it's good for us to go back and look at some of the things we've been studying so far. Um, last week, we spent a great deal of time on what Christians are to be called, uh, and before that, what the church was to be called. We have different names for the church. Church of Christ is only one of them. There are several others that could be used that would be scriptural in nature, and we want to be scriptural in nature. We want to do those things that are pleasing to God, and this is one of the ways in which we do that. So wearing the name Church of Christ, it's a scriptural name, and it helps us to be identified with a name that is found in the Bible. And we do things by the authority of the scriptures. We don't seek to do those things that would please us or please others, but we seek to do those things that, that please God ultimately, and that is our, our goal. Some other names that, that could be used to refer to the church, body of Christ, uh, church of God is a scriptural name, though it is used to um, to describe a, a denomination, and so we, we do not use that name for that reason. The church of the living God, the church of the firstborn, uh, all of these are, are scriptural names, and they describe the church. It is Christ's church. And so we, we could simply call it Christ Church and still be identified with a scriptural name. Uh, but it's important that we, we do wear a name that is scriptural in nature. And as Christians, we understand that, that Christians is one of those names that we are given. The disciples were first called Christians in Antioch, Acts eleven twenty six, And it is a scriptural name. We seek to be Christians only, not to be identified with a denomination, but we want to be identified with the church that is in the Bible. And so we wear that name of Christian. Um, we, we understand uh, some other ways that, that we can be referred to. We are heirs with Christ, heirs of an inheritance that God has set out for us. We are sons of God. We are disciples. Uh, as we look at the, the name disciples, we, we often think of the apostles. And something that we have to recognize is that all the apostles were disciples in that they were followers of Christ. But not all disciples are apostles. We're not all the chosen twelve, but we are followers of Christ. And so we can be referred to as disciples for that reason. And other names could be used to describe us, um, but we understand that, that this is, is a scriptural way of being referred to. 
I'm not a Baptist. I'm not a Methodist. I'm not a Presbyterian. I'm not a Catholic. Simply because those names cannot be found in the Bible. In the same way with uh, when we look at the, the Restoration Movement, we find that Alexander Campbell had a great deal in restoring the church. He had a great uh, responsibility in doing that. And we do appreciate all of his efforts. But we recognize that the church was founded well before him. And so we are not Campbellites for that reason. But we are Christians and Christians only. And even Campbell, um, as we look a little bit later in some of our lessons, we find that he was very much against the, the disciples of Christ being called by his name. So we understand that it's important to be called by a scriptural name. Christians, that's a scriptural name. And we are proud to wear the name of Christian, the name of Christ. We, we are his, his children. We are his followers. We are Christians. And so we are very proud to wear that name of Christian. It, it's not a derogatory term as some see it. Uh, it's a way of identifying Christ's followers in separation from the world. And so, again, we are proud to wear that name. As we look at, at some of the things that, that we looked at last week, I wanted to go back and kind of close out our lesson uh, from last week and lead into what we're talking about today. Uh, in the, the latter portion of our lesson, we talked about Christ being the only name in which we find salvation. We want to be saved, but the only way for us to truly be saved in the way that God has set forth for us to be saved from our sins is through Christ. And so we recognize the importance of his name. Acts chapter 4, verses 8 through 12. Acts 4, and beginning with verse 8, as we usually do. We'll be using the New King James Version today. Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers of the people and elders of Israel, If we this day are judged for a good deed done to a helpless man, by what means... He has been made well. Let it be known to you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him this man stands here before you whole. This is the stone which was rejected by you builders, which has become the chief cornerstone, nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven, given among men, by which we must be saved. Whenever we look at Acts 2 and look at what Peter told the Jews in Jerusalem on the day of Pentecost, he told them what they needed to do, repent, and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sin. Now, is that a contradiction with what Jesus said in the latter part of Matthew 28 when he told his disciples to go into all the world, baptizing people in the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit? I don't believe that to be a contradiction at all. As we look at what Peter is saying, if we are baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, whether it is said or not, we are being baptized also in the name of the Father and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. It's the same thing. And and if we are to baptize, whether we say 
in the name of Jesus Christ, or whether we say in the, the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. What is said doesn't really matter, as long as we are being baptized for the right reason. If we are baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, then we can be saved. Obedience is important. Repentance, baptism for the remission of sins, and even confession of faith. These are important steps in our obedience. But ultimately, we are to find salvation in the name of Jesus Christ. Salvation cannot be found in the name of someone else. Uh, whenever we look at Paul, we see that, that he was addressing in his letter to the Corinthians, 1 Corinthians, he was addressing with them the, the fact that, that they were identifying themselves with other people. I'm a follower of, of Paul, or I'm a, a follower of Cephas, or I'm a follower, follower of Apollos. We can't find salvation in any of those names. And Paul makes good reference to that. And he told them that they are to be baptized in the name of Christ. They are to identify themselves with the name of Christ. Because it's only in his name that salvation can be found. Now, as we look at denominations, though we may agree with many of the same things that are taught by denominations, that doesn't make us a part of these denominations. We are to be set apart from the world. We are to be set apart from anything that would pull us away from the authority of the scriptures or from Christ. Whenever we look at denominations, most speak at least some degree of truth. And I cannot deny that. Whenever we look at, at their teachings, most of the time I agree with what they have to say. But I do not agree with how they are saved or how they feel that they are saved. I do not agree with a sinner's prayer because it's not found in Scripture. I do not believe in uh, what Calvin, Calvinism taught in faith-only salvation. I don't agree with that. Those are, are denominational doctrines. And they are not to be found in Scripture. But I cannot identify with a denomination if they do not seek to preach the truth. I want to be a part of the church that seeks in every way in every degree of our being, to do things in the ways of the Bible. Christ's name is the only one, again, in which we find salvation. It's not in the name of uh, Martin Luther, so that I become a Lutheran. Salvation is not found in the name of any denomination. I'm not going to find salvation in being a Baptist, a Methodist, a Presbyterian, a Catholic, or anything else. Because salvation is not found in any of those names. And true salvation, I believe, is not found in any of those churches. Only in the church that was founded in Scripture. Only in the church that was founded in the Bible. That's the church that I can find salvation in. Because it baptizes in the name of Jesus Christ. Looking at even some of the thoughts of, of prominent denominationalists. We look first of all at some of the words of Charles Spurgeon, a very popular Baptist preacher. And this is what he had to say about the Baptist name. I say of the Baptist name, let it perish, but let Christ's name last forever. I look forward with pleasure to the day when there will not be a Baptist living. I hope they will soon be gone. 
I hope the Baptist name will soon perish, but let Christ's name endure forever. He had no attachment to the Baptist name or in being a Baptist. He recognized the importance of being identified with Christ. Do I believe with everything that he believed? I I do not. I do not agree with everything that that he, he practiced or preached. But I do agree with his sentiments in regard to the Baptist name. Martin Luther says this, I pray you to leave my name alone and call not yourselves Lutherans, but Christians. Who is Luther? My doctrine is not mine. I have not been crucified for anyone. St. Paul would not let any call themselves after Paul, nor of Peter, but of Christ. How then does it befit me, a miserable bag of dust and ashes, to give my name to the children of God? Cease, my dear friends, to cling to these party names and distinctions. Away with all. Let us call ourselves only Christians, after him from whom our doctrine comes. Now, there were some things that that Martin Luther believed right. There were also some things that he did not believe right. There are some things that he taught that do not agree with the authority of the scriptures. And so as we we look at his beliefs and as we look at, at what he practiced, we do find error in some of those things that he taught. But he had the right idea in being called Christians. He had the right idea in teaching his followers not to use his name. And yet they have used his name anyway. And they identify themselves as Lutherans. We get into a portion of our our lesson where we talk about syllogisms. And I'll explain what that means. The Bible condemns the use of human names as identifiers of followers of Christ. 1 Corinthians 1, verses 12 and 13 that we mentioned earlier. Luther, or Lutheran, is a reference to followers of Martin Luther, but not followers of Christ. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 2 through 4, 1 Corinthians 3, beginning with verse 2, I fed you with milk and not with solid food, for until now you were not able to receive it. And even now you are still not able, for you are still carnal. For where there are envy, strife, and divisions among you, are you not carnal and behaving like mere men? For when one says, I am of Paul, and another, I am am of Apollos, are you not carnal? When we look at the scriptures, we see that Paul was teaching uh, followers of Christ not to be identified with these human names because that does make us human in our beliefs we do not want to be identified with humanity but with christ and with followers of christ all work should be done in honor of the name of christ colossians 3 and verse 17 and whatever you do in word or deed do all in the name of the lord jesus giving thanks to god the father through him. And in 1 Peter chapter 4 and verse 16, yet if anyone suffers as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God in this matter.
We want to glorify God. We want to bring glory and honor to Him. And we cannot do that by being identified with other names, with humanity, with the teachings of others. We look also for a moment at titles, and we'll close our lesson with this point. As we look at titles, we see that there are many titles that are used to refer to men and even women um, of a high position in denominational churches, especially such as preachers and others such as them. We look at titles such as reverend or pastor or father, and all of these are used to elevate self unashamedly to be called reverend, uh, to be called by any of these other names or titles. It lacks the humility that we read of in Galatians chapter 6 and verse 14. But God forbid that I should boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. Both, but um, As we look at this again, it refuses the humility that we are to have as Christians. We don't want to be elevated above Christ. We certainly don't want to be elevated even above fellow man. But we want to be followers of Christ. In Matthew 20, verses 25 through 28, But Jesus called them to himself and said, You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lorded over them, and those who are great exercise authority over them. Yet it shall not be so among you. But whoever desires to become great among you, let him be your servant. And whoever desires to be first among you, let him be your slave. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be saved, but to serve, and to give his life a ransom for many. Jesus even refused of himself to be called good. In Matthew 19, verses 16 and 17, now behold, one came and said to him, Good teacher, what good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? So he said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but one, that is God. But if you want to enter into life, keep the commandment. In Matthew 23, in verses 1 through 12, using this for, for the context of the passage, Look at Matthew 23 and verse 1. Then Jesus spoke to the multitudes and to his disciples, saying, The scribes and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat. Therefore, whatever they tell you to observe, that observe and do. But do not do according to their works. For they say and do not, and do not do. For they bind heavy burdens, hard to bear, and lay them on men's shoulders. But they themselves will not move them with one of their fingers, but all their works they do to be seen by men. They make their phylacteries broad and enlarge the borders of their garments. They love the best places at feasts, the best seats in the synagogues, greetings in the marketplaces, and to be called by men, Rabbi, Rabbi. But you do not be called Rabbi, for one is your teacher, the Christ. And you are all brethren. Do not call anyone on earth your father, for one is your father, he who is in heaven. And do not be called teachers, 
for one is your teacher, the Christ. But he who is greatest among you shall be your servant. And whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. Pastor is not used of a minister unless he has also been appointed by the congregation as an elder or a bishop. But again, we're not to use these names to elevate ourselves above one another. We're not to see ourselves as above one another, but we are to be identified with Christians. We are no more than anyone else. And even if we stand in the pulpit, even if we lead the church, we are not to be elevated above man. As we look at, uh, again, this name of pastor, it's not to be used of a minister unless he is also an elder. Acts 14 and verse 23, So when they had appointed elders in every church and prayed with fasting, they commended them to the Lord in whom they had believed. And even so, we don't go around allowing people to call us pastor or of any other name because it lacks humility that we are to possess as Christians and even leaders in the church. I hope this has been a helpful lesson to you. I have been listening a little bit and I can tell that the sound is, is not the greatest today, uh, but hopefully you've been able to understand and, and I do appreciate you listening. I hope to be back with you next week, Lord willing, Tuesday at 11 a.m. for another According to the Scriptures. And I thank you for listening today. Until we meet again, may God continue to bless you.